what you're all thinking the Seahawks have it really good right now like the Seahawks are sitting prettier right now than they ever have all season you know why that is because they're literally just sitting at home doing nothing now like the season's over they're just kind of <laughs> chilling they're having their times you know it's it's just we're, we're we've moved on finally from whatever the hell we just got done doing um, but, uh, so pray for the Seahawks as, you know, we move into this latest episode of Fans of the Weast, brought to you by your hosts, Durf and Dylan. Mostly just Durf now. Dylan's dead. <laughs> okay. As, as I you, mean, I mean, you noticed last week, uh, we didn't have an episode last week because unfortunately I had COVID. For the first time in three years of this existing, I got COVID, uh, and it was not fun. It was a disaster, it, and I pray to God I, I never have to experience that ever again because that was not so fun. You, you say first time in three years. Did it feel like anything you had pre-COVID? Like, no. Nothing like that that I, March before I've never had, everything shut down? Okay. I mean, because like, we thought we got COVID before, like, at the beginning, like near the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Because we did get sick. So we were like, yep. oh, maybe this is COVID. But we didn't, we never tested positive when we got it. Cause like tests just came out. Like the testing was like kind of a very new thing at that point. Uh-huh. So we were kind of just, you know, we did, you know, never tested positive at that point. And then uh, never got anything like super sick after that until not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And like I was, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I had 104 degree. Th- fever on Sunday and I, ha- I had a blanket on like because you know it's fever you feel cold so I'm sitting there like sweating but I'm cold I, I literally cannot move my body it, it was it was like and then I couldn't sleep like you normally you know you if you're sick you just go to bed and you sleep right. it off right I couldn't sleep and the same exact thing happened to my wife after she ended up catching it like inevitably uh, and like, she experienced the same thing. I don't know if this is a symptom or if it was just because we're sick or something, but we could not sleep at like all. insomnia. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, we're just we're just laying there, just hmm. rolling, you know, just kind of like you're just you're just chilling in bed for like eight hours. And then you, and it's like, oh, I guess it's morning now. Like, fuck. <laughs> It was a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, first time. Uh, not fun. So if anyone else has ever got COVID that listens to this, uh I can finally join the ranks. Did you ever get COVID? Yeah, you got nope. COVID. No, you didn't? Oh, that's right. The wife did, the but wife I did, did not. You did not catch it somehow. Living in the same house, yep. you did not catch it. Same Good for bed. you. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Well, I'll, I'll pray you never catch it because that stuff's not fun. I hope not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope I don't. I'm not thinking about going and getting another booster now or something. Like, go get, go <laughs> immunize me or whatever the word is there. Uh, give me all the shots, man, because <sighs> I'm done with that. No thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we missed, we missed a week. So I see that, you know, we got uh, a little bit of week 18 
uh, recap here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have uh, the wild card round to recap. And then we have one game to talk about for the divisional round because we finally thinned down the ranks. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks do not have a bye week. They have a bye <laughs> month. Off season. Yeah, like months of a bye now. They're just, they're just <laughs> bye-bye. That's the bye they're on. Uh, so we still get to talk about a little bit of Seahawks, but you know, <laughs> moving forward, right. I guess we'll see how much more football we get to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At least that it's Bills and Seahawks related. We'll see what happens. Can't yep. wait to get to that uh, divisional round matchup to see what your where your head's at. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready, let's talk about a little bit of football. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to start? Week 18. And yeah. We yeah, had we uh, hit that up. The, the, we had the Patriots at the Bills. Yep. Let's get let's do a quick little what happened there because that was a hell uh, that was that was. A very interesting game, how that all went down. Like, just storylines in general and the game itself. Right. Yeah. So, uh, week 18, you know, if you happen to be living under a rock and you didn't check your phone or check the interwebs and you're only relying on fans of the week here to give you the information you need, the Bills beat the Patriots 35 to 23. Um, it was a very emotional pregame. Um, from everything that I saw, the Bills did an awesome job, um, you know, celebrating, recognizing the entire training staff, you know, everyone who was on the field for the Monday night game against the Bengals that, you know, literally helped save Jamar Allen's life. Um, so it was great to see uh, NFL-wide. They did a lot of things for, you know, highlighting the threes, on the field for DeMar Hamlin. They all did like a moment of support and for DeMar Hamlin at every game that weekend. Uh, so I think that was just awesome to see that. Uh, the Bills had the the three patch on the jersey um, because he was still in the hospital at that time of uh, the game. So a lot's they changed really, since week 18. A lot, really a lot has changed. Um so yeah, so he was still in Cincinnati then, um, because it had only, had only been five days since the, the since the incident, the incident, the injury. Um, so, you know, Bills players definitely had to work through a lot of things that week to get in the right headspace to um, be able to make it competitive against the Patriots, and uh, they did. Absolutely did. Um, and it all started off with the Bills getting the ball first. Um, who needs the offense when you have Naeem Hines um, back there on back there on special teams uh, catching the football and just, you know, opening kickoff, 94 yards, here we go, touchdown, baby. Um, so, yeah, so he actually not didn't have one but two kickoff returns. Uh, second one, almost impossible. Second one was uh, thir- thir- being a third quarter, um, or early in the third quarter. Um, so he, the last time that was done was Leon Washington, and back in 2010, uh, I believe when he was a Seahawk. I remember that. Once, once they um, brought it up and they said Leon mm-hmm. Washington, I, I, I remember that. That was a good. Uh, I, I miss Leon. He was fun. 
I don't know why I was thinking he was a he was a New York Jet, but that might, that might have been a different Washington. I think Leon probably um, traveled a little bit, so he might have ended up there. <laughs> so this was yeah. So the last time this was it was 13 years ago. Last time someone had do, had two kickoff returns for touchdowns, um, but for a Bills player to get just just for a kickoff return for touchdown, uh, it had been three years and three months uh, since someone had done that. So it just was. It just it felt like everything was just laid out there and it was just coming up bills coming up for you know to support to celebrate demar hamlin and everything that he was has been able to do in this recovery so um built to get the win uh with the bills getting the win that solidified if it's a bills chiefs asc championship game uh, it will be a neutral site um a couple days later they just Decided it's a going to be at Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, if it's Chiefs and Bills in the AFC Championship game, it will be played in Atlanta. Uh, and tickets did go on sale today for for Bills and Chiefs season ticket members. Uh, I do know a couple people that are going, so that if it does end up happening, it'll be that should be a lot of fun. Um. But yeah, so on on top of the game, um, in the last week or so, previous to Wild Card Weekend, uh, Demar Hamlin was moved back to Buffalo. Uh, he was at Buffalo General Hospital there for a little for a couple of days doing tests. Um, and actually, before the Wild Card game, um, a couple of days before that, you know, in that same week, he had actually had passed all his tests. Everything was showing, you know, still showing signs of improvement and he was discharged from the hospital and is at home recovering now. So he did make a little bit of an appearance before the wild card game. Um I think on that Friday for the team. You know, just you know, really helps those guys really get back in that football mindset to see him, you know, in person, I think is a big thing there. So mm-hmm. um yeah. So that was uh that was week eighteen and a little couple with you know a couple days following that so, um, yeah, it was uh one heck of a game and the Bills definitely didn't play their best on offense but the kickoff returns definitely helped, um, up until later in the late you know late in the game, New Mac Jones actually didn't play terrible, uh, until then you know then the I think two or three interceptions kind of locked it down for the Bills, and where this defense stepped up. So, yeah, he, he um, two with the fourth quarter. He two with the fourth quarter. Yeah. So yeah, and that was that game. And that was that game, and that pushed the uh, the Bills into the second seed over top of the yep. Bengals. So that'll uh, lead us into the divisional round in a little bit, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the other Week 18 game that had somewhat playoff implications was the Seahawks playing the Rams. Yep. All in all, it was a god-awful football game. Uh, <laughs> no one really did anything good. It was extremely painful to watch. Uh, but classic Seahawks defense, you know, they basically got ran all over by Cam Akers. Lots of, uh, you know, easy passes right over the middle of the field. Uh, but... Uh, Baker Mayfield never ended up even throwing a touchdown pass, uh, but Geno Smith threw two interceptions through his one 
deep ball touchdown to Tyler Lockett, which was like a top five throw and catch of the season for Geno Smith and just the Seahawks in general there. So a heck of a pass there. But at the end of the day, uh, Jason Myers misses a game-winning field goal. They go into overtime. Uh, Quandre Diggs makes an incredible interception, and then they go down. Jason Myers gets his second opportunity in overtime to end the game, and he hits it in overtime, which keeps their playoff hopes alive. And then everybody became a Detroit Lions fan who they went and spoiled the party for the Packers. It was great. And, like, Dan Campbell said it right there on national television. Like, he did a little sideline interview with the person, and he's and she, she just kind of said, like, what's the mindset now, now that you guys know that you're eliminated? And he's just like, screw screw the Packers. Like, if we're not going, either are they. Like, he's like, <laughs> that's the mentality that we need in the NFL. We, we right. need a lot more of that. Like, all these coaches are just kind of like, yeah, we got to play better on defense. Like, oh, we know what we got to challenge ahead of ourselves here. We got to, nah, man. <laughs> the Packers screw those guys. Now, if we ain't going, neither are they. Let's right. go take them down. I love that. And they did. Uh, they didn't yeah. play great by any means, uh, but Jamal Williams did rush for two touchdowns in that game. He passed Barry Sanders. Take it with what you will, being, you know, the 17th game of the season. So, you know. Whatever. I don't, you know, I'm not going to, I don't lean into that narrative at all. I don't really care. You don't hear anybody saying, oh, but what happened to the 14 game records when we went to 16? No one talks about that. No one cares. <laughs> In like five years, everyone's going to forget this even happens. That's just what, that's just how it works. Yeah. So uh, Jamal Williams, really cool for him. They beat the Packers and the Seahawks go to the playoffs. Do I wish they would have made it? Talk about that next. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, overall that game, the, the the overall the game between the Seahawks and Rams is just a disgusting game, and I I really took like no positives away from that, other mm-hmm. than Kenneth Walker had another hundred yard rushing game in that mm-hmm. one, which was his third game straight with over a hundred rushing yards, and uh, he eclipsed a thousand for the season. Uh, he was just really incredible, and he didn't even play the full season. Uh, he he kind of was just kind of like lean, like was just got forced into a starter role after the penny injury, um, right? Which was early in the season. So, he, but overall, like he didn't. He wasn't the initial starter. So the fact that he still clips a thousand got something special with him. I'm, I'll be curious to see what the Seahawks do with Rashad Penny uh, this off season. See if they trust him to stay healthy, or if they're kind of just like you know what. This sucks. We're we're done dealing with your injuries. <laughs> we have Ken now. Have a nice mm-hmm. day. Uh, it'll be interesting. But uh, we'll, I'll, I'll get to the Seahawks offseason here in a little bit. But real before that, we'll do the wild card. We'll see what happened here in the wild card. We had the Bills faced Skylar Thompson, the mm-hmm. third string rookie quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Boy, oh boy, that was a game. <laughs> that yeah. was a game that did not need to be what it was. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, this was uh this was a game that the the more news we got about certain players not playing like for the Dolphins, you know, Raheem Mostert was out, Tua still wasn't cleared back. The point spread literally got higher and higher. And it just seems like this just seems too good to be true. There's no way the Bills are going to blow out the Dolphins by 14 points 
to cover the spread. Well, they beat him by three. And like I, because, I believe I saw after they scored the first touchdown, like the Bills yeah. went up seven nothing. Like I think they moved the point spread after that. Like the live point spread was like twenty four and a half. Oh, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> yeah. So it it had the it, everything on writing on the wall said this should have been a blowout game. I did not by any means feel that way. I was super nervous because the Bills seemed to always play the Dolphins super weird compared to any other opponent. Or it's a divisional game, so they always play the right. Dolphins weird. They play the Jets weird. They somehow figured out the Patriots so they can play decent against them. But, um, but yeah, so Bills squeaked out a win here. Uh, it was an ugly win, but a win's a win. It keeps them moving into the divisional round. So got the win 34-31 over the Dolphins. Um, Isn't that kind of who, just like what the Bills have been doing this entire win streak? I mean, I don't think, like, they really haven't had, kind like, of. quality wins. I mean, a lot of yeah. them has just been, like, mistake-ridden, turnovers, closer than they should be. You know, it's just right. been kind of like, like, Bill's football has just been weird. But they're winning, which they're is, like, winning. what everyone's saying. Like, they're winning. That's all that matters. But, right. boy, have they been close in some of these matchups. Yeah. Um. I mean, the last, like, really big blowout game was against the Bears. Yeah. But even then, like the first, like, it started out the a little The first close. half, it was yeah. tight, yeah. But they blew them out in the second half, but yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that one, that one, Allen threw two, two, two picks, I think, in that one, too. So, um, and uh, the interception train did not stop for a wild card weekend either. So, Josh Allen with uh, two interceptions and then a fumble. That was recovered for a touchdown. Uh, definitely allowed for the Dolphins to stay very competitive in, competitive in this game, um, especially after being down by 17 points. The Bills the Bills were up 17-0 at early in the, the early in the first half, and uh, a lot changed very quickly with turnovers and uh, you know that fumble recovery for a touchdown. So that definitely did not help the Bills get to keep the you know the points spread intact, but um, that is, that's literally the Bills Achilles heel right now is these turnovers. The first, the first interception, the deep ball, I, I, I put that on Josh Allen. He kind of put it in the wrong spot for John Brown to get the second one though. That bounced off Cole Beasley. That's on, that's on Cole there. Yeah. Like Josh put it where he was supposed to. Now the fumble that, that again, all on Josh. He's, he's, he said it was going down. He's trying to break a tackle and the balls was kind of in one hand flopping around everywhere. And no, there it goes down, down on the ground, rolling towards the end zone. There, there goes some giant Dolphins player going to go pick it up and fall in the end zone. Um, that's like Josh's MO in the playoffs, his entire career. That's been his MO It's just like, there's right? always this one play where it's mm-hmm. like his brain just malfunctions and he starts doing something dumb and it results in them losing the football one way or another. Right. It's basically Every year. Sugar high, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to make a player. Got to make a play. Oh, God. Here goes pressure. Right. Oh, we got to do something. I got to do something. But, yeah. So, that was uh, the, the, the main thing to take away from that game was how many turnovers and, you know, just dumb mistakes this, this Bills team made. Um, 
but a win's a win. That's uh, you know, as much as the Bills shoot themselves in the foot, they still had decent control of the game. The Dolphins only led for a very short time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this game was the longest game I feel like ever of a game that is literally just four quarters. Um, it was nearly, it was like three hours and 50, 51 a minute or something like that. It was like, it was dang near four hours. I don't understand how, like, I, I just don't get how that happens because I'm watching the game and it feels long, but mm-hmm. it was just like a regular game. It wasn't like they had to do long pauses for things or there wasn't like egregious reviews. I don't know what slowed this game down so much. Do you want to know what it is? What was it? The passing game. A lot of because the because a lot of incompletions. Fair, yeah. There a lot of incompletions in the passing game, and also the amount of delay of games that should have been called in the Dolphins that weren't called in the Dolphins, and they kept burning timeouts. That also slowed the game down. A lot of turnovers. Usually, right after turnovers, turnovers you yep. go to a commercial break so you can like swap the you know get the offense out there. There, I mean, there was there was a, a touchdown catch that got turned over for the Bills. There was a deep fifty yard pass that got turned over or had reviewed, so that took some time. Um, where Shakir couldn't uh, maintain possession without the ground helping him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a couple couple intense reviews on some things, but yeah, this game just felt like it dragged on forever. And it was like you're trying to stay calm. Granted, I'm trying granted I'm trying to keep my wife calm because she's now thirty two weeks pregnant. And I'm like You can't stress, calm down. I'm like, you're okay, okay. everything's fine. Like, breathe. Don't don't get too stressed. We don't need any weird things happening right now. <laughs> I'm not, we're not ready at home yet. <laughs> you have um, to wait. The cribs aren't set up yet. <laughs> I still have more painting to do. Stop. <laughs> Stay in there, baby. Stay in there. Uh, but, and then, so it was nearly four hours. They literally had to push the start of the Vikings-Giants game back by 20 minutes. And then that, that NFL officiating crew said, or the NFL made the decision. Well, we just gotta start this game anyway. The Bills game isn't over, but we have to, we have to start this game. We can't postpone it any longer. So I didn't even know um, like they started because I finished out the Bills game and I was like, all right, I guess I guess this is over. And I changed channels to the other game, and there's like yeah. only 13 minutes left. Like it's been, it's like this game's right. been going for like two minutes. Or I was like, oh, sh-. yeah, <laughs> didn't even know. I thought they were literally waiting until the game was over. It's like, okay, maybe they'll kick off now. I was like, oh nope, they they already did. Right. Okay, here we yep, go. They, yeah. Oh, okay, here we go. So, um, and then the last thing, kind of, what we just kind of talked about with the passing attack. Um, this Bills offense struggled if they weren't making explosive plays. Um, it was a very heavy passing attack on offense, which in turn puts more pressure on the defense because the Bills couldn't sustain long drives and were going deep pass, deep pass, short slant, punt. Um, That is definitely something that 
I feel like was something they just tried to do differently against Dolphins. I don't know why they tried to do it differently against Dolphins. Um, I think they were testing a- it out for next week when they play the Bengals. Probably. Because they could probably, probably get away with a passing attack like that against the right. Bengals secondary. But the Dolphins secondary is not the Bengals secondary. It's a lot harder. There was something like deep on the left side that Allen kept, they kept Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen kept attacking. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it worked. Most of the time, I would say there was 30% a percent of the time. It works all the time. Right. <laughs> um, but there was just, there was no balance on the offense. It was, there was no run game besides like the, the James Cook touchdown run, which I thought was great. Like Allen really sold the, the read option there and cook was able to get out and just take off. And then the, the eight yard run for Devin Singletary to seal the game. Mm-hmm. Like those were the only, I think those were the only two major points in the run game for the bills offense that were, you know, that helped that were, you know, that were a little break from the off of the offense to not have to protect Josh for five, six, seven seconds. But, yeah, I got the win. Dolphins uh, get to lurk on their uh, their play calling time, play call timing, <laughs> so they can get the play to the quarterback at a reasonable amount of time, so they can get to the line and uh, not stand there for three to four seconds past uh, zeros in the play clock. And then let's look at the playoff. Like there was like five or six times at least. See, the refs weren't calling it because they knew it was a rookie in there. They're like, all right, it's a rookie. Let's just kind of give him. All right, we'll give him a couple extra seconds. You know, usually, <laughs> usually once or twice, I'm okay with that. Right. But the amount of times they let that happen, and then all of a sudden, oh, the Mike McDaniel took a timeout. Oh, there's another timeout. I like, always found that to be weird. It is super weird. Like that, that's like across the gonna... NFL. Like it's a yeah. delay a game. And then they're just like, uh, we'll award them the timeout. Like, no, that's not how this works. Right. It's, that's a, <laughs> like, like if, if we go through a play and there's a holding penalty, can I just be like, oh, no, I called a timeout before that play? Like, oh, okay, you're good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like what, what are we doing here? Uh, that's a 50-yard penalty for pass interference. No, no, I called a timeout before this play. Oh, okay. All right, you're good. Like, what? I, I just I find it very weird. Because yeah. sometimes when they do that, the coaches really aren't even calling timeout. They're just like, they're just awarding a timeout because, ah, well, he asked nicely. So I'm like, <laughs> right. It's, it's a weird flex NFL. So let's get that one fixed. Right. Absolutely. While we work on that, we can work on uh, roughing the passer calls because holy shit. <laughs> this, 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 we cannot go into yeah. next season with this shit. We cannot. Like the the Dexter Lawrence, I think uh, Dexter Lawrence hit on Kirk Cousins as the Vikings are going to drive yeah, down the field to try and win the game. Terrible call! Oh my god! Like what are we doing? Right. <laughs> like what more do you want defensive players to do to get to the quarterback? It's like I didn't know Kirk Cousins was a quarterback they protected all the time. Right, and like I'm telling you right now, the Bills got to be careful because I, I I think one of the Big things that is going to be a big part of the Bills game against the Bengals is the pass rush, but they got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Like I know you got, I know you can, you can get to Burrow, and you're going to have to to win this game, but like you can't give up free fifteen either. 
Like if I was right. if I was McDermott, I'd be going to the refs and just be like, "You need to lay out the game plan for me right now." Like, are you throwing these flags yeah. or not? Like, because I need to tell my boys if they need to lighten up or not. Like, right? Because I'm not giving the Bengals a free fifteen every time we hit them. But I feel like the Bills have actually been pretty good on roughing the passer calls though lately. Like, I I don't know where you where to find this the statistic at, but I feel like they're probably one of the least penalized teams for roughing the passer. Yeah, that's a stat that I do not know off the top of my head. But, I mean, when you watch Bill's game, it's not something that you see pop up very often. I mean, to be fair, Matt Milano murdered Mike White on live television. There was no penalty there. Right. So, I guess they're just good at clean hits. You know, you just stay low. uh, You know, it's when when you fold them in half and then you let them fall to the ground and on their own, it's a clean hit. Yep. It's a clean hit. That's all that matters. You can hit them as hard as you want as long as it's clean. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't but you can't roll them over if you're Dexter Lawrence so you can't just like right. kind of like roll him over onto the ground as you're like mid tackling him no you just have to like what let him fall on you or something I don't know it's, fix it <laughs> fix this shit dude. Um, what happened in the wild card run for the Seahawks they lost to the 49ers um, they had a one point lead going into the half and I was talking so much shit like, I was on Twitter, Facebook. I was messaging people. I was like, oh, my God. We've stopped the count. We won the game. The game's over. Seahawks win. End it. It's that, that's it. Call it. Uh, naturally, the second half happened, and uh, the 49ers proceeded to shit on the Seahawks uh, in every degree of the game. Uh, it was not good. It, the second, mm-hmm. the first half was kind of fun. I mean, they, we scored all 17 of the Seahawks points in the second quarter, so the first quarter was not good. But, uh, you know, defense stepped up a bit. Offense really stepped up in the second quarter. And then the second half, my God. Uh, like, we're kind of putting some pressure on the 49ers because we're in the red zone. And then Geno gets strip sack, fumble there, recovered by the 49ers. Result. I mean, I think the last four drives for the 49ers in this game resulted in touchdowns. Defense couldn't stop anything. I mean, they. I mean, it wasn't. It, it looked like a scrimmage because of the amount of yards gained on every play by the 49ers in the second half. I mean, it wasn't even they were just like picking them apart. It was literally just like, oh, there's Debo, thirty yards. All right, Christian, you take it. All right, uh, that was about sixty yards. Okay, cool. And then we'll just go. Whoop! All right, touchdown. Cool beans. Good job, everybody. Like it wasn't even. <laughs> They weren't playing defense. They were. Right. And then on offense, Geno's just out here throwing interceptions, and they got they got a touchdown in garbage time at the end to DK Metcalf, uh, but at the end it really didn't matter at that point. Yeah. So uh, basically uh, what happened was what we all expected. Seahawks lost to the 49ers uh, pretty badly. So yeah. we won the first half. That's basically the Super Bowl for me. It was a good time. Showed that we have a little bit of promise there, and the season is now over for the Seattle Seahawks. You got one extra game out of it. It's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, You got to experience one extra game, which a lot of other teams in the league do not get to experience. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I told my wife right at the start of the game, I, I told her, like, this is the most least stressed I've ever been for a playoff game. (laughs) <laughs> it was like if they win then like oh my god no one expected that that was awesome but if they lose right. mm-hmm. we weren't even supposed to be here in the first place <laughs> and we yeah. lost to a super like a, a much more superior team mm-hmm. like 
going to work tomorrow and be like, ha ha, the Seahawks lost. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like everyone knew they were going to like, all right, cool beans, man. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, now the, the Seahawks are going to have an interesting off season uh, just to kind of roll into, we'll, we'll, we'll finish with the Bills Bengals talk for the divisional round. But since the Seahawks don't have a divisional round, just a, a brief chat on their off season. They have to decide what they're going to do with Geno. Uh, yep. I, I have a feeling they're going to resign him. Mm-hmm. Just kind of based off of the talks, the way everyone's talking. Um, Gino wants to be there. Pete likes him. It's just a matter. I think they just have to figure, sit down and figure out like what's Gino's number. And if he's right. really going to walk in there and go, I want forty mil a season. I don't think Pete's not going to do. Like, I he knows that that's not going to work. So right. I know there was talks of a franchise tag for Gino too. Yeah, I think that puts him at like thirty million. I think it's a little bit more than thirty mil for this year, but I don't know what the number is though. I'd have to look right. it up. I, I haven't been paying. I, I'm not a big like. I'm not. I'm not a big off season guy personally. Like I watch <laughs> to see who gets picked up. But I'm not sitting. Right. Here, I'm not sitting here like, oh yeah. Well, if they sign him and they do this and they move this money and they do the signing bonus and the money, I, I'm not that. I, I I leave that for the nerds, man. Y'all can deal with the. This ain't Moneyball, bro. I, I, I hire somebody else to do the numbers. I just want to know who's on my team. Okay. That's, that's what matters to me. Uh, so they got to figure out what they're going to do with Gino. Uh, and if they're going to draft a quarterback, uh, they have a lot of picks. I think they have like five picks in the top 75 or 90 picks or something like that. They have a lot of early picks. So um, if they, if they make the right decisions, the Seahawks can make a giant splash and have a even younger team heading into next season, which could be a good or a bad thing. I don't know how long Pete's going to stick around for this rebuild. Because if you have all these young players coming in with this amazing draft that you have ahead of you, how long is he going to be like, is he going to take three or four more years to like bring this team up to like where it could possibly win another championship? Like it's not going to be quick. We're not just going to jump into next season with a bunch of rookies, like all over the place and just be like, yeah, Super Bowl, baby. Like it seems (laughs) unlikely. So I, I would imagine at least two more years of rebuild before it's like, yes, this is a team that could probably can actually really you consider heading into the season that this team can compete for a championship. So it'll be fun. I think this is going to be one of the more fun off seasons in Seahawks recent memory, especially with the draft. And they have the third most cap space in the league right now. They did just sign Jason Myers to a four-year extension. Uh, he's the second highest paid kicker behind Justin Tucker. Four years, $21.1 million deal worth up to $22.6 million. Again, I don't know how that breaks down yearly. I don't care. I just know that we have a very good kicker on our team. We get to hang on to him, which is good. Having a good kicker is important. I think it's underrated. Having a good kicker is underrated. Because you get all these other yeah. teams that are like have bad kickers, and they're like, "Oh my god, if he just would have made one more kick, we would have won." It's like, well, I'm sitting here with Jason Myers, and he missed like one kick all season, so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm happy. Um, and that's just the beginning. Jason Myers is the first piece. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to a very thrilling off season with all the cap space and all the draft picks. It's I'm looking forward to it. Um. And we have a lot of time to talk about the offseason moving forward. But for now, there is still football going on in the East. Well, actually, specifically just the East now. We're fans of the East now. 
That's what the, the podcast is now officially just the fans of the East because we have the <laughs> Bills hosting yeah, the team boy. that they faced not too long ago, the Bengals. For only a short time, yeah. For a very short time period, the mm-hmm. Bengals. Yeah. How are we feeling? Like on a scale of a one to ten, like where's your confidence level heading into this? Knowing that like the Bengals just played bad against the Ravens, but they always play bad against the Ravens. And then like the way the Bills played, like it was kind of iffy. Like what what are we what how are we feeling right now? Because I feel like the confidence shouldn't be that high, but again, I could just you know, that's where I'm at. Right. Um I'm gonna say a seven point eight. Okay. That, that's higher than where I was. I was at like a six and a half, but okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel it's a, I'm a, I'm very nervous for this game, but at the same time, kind of like it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's like the calm. It's the it's the <laughs> calmest you've ever been the entire season. It's just like it's gonna be tough, but uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a dub. I don't know. If right. You, all right. All right. Like, End of the I, show. There we go. It's. A... <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm so nervous that this is going to be Kansas City Buffalo 2.0. Could be from last year's divisional last year's divisional round, and I just don't know if I can handle that. You were at my house when that happened. It, oh, it was the emotions. So stressful. Like, <laughs> like we have it. We don't have it. We have it. We don't have it. We have it. We don't have it. It's over. <laughs> like like the touchdown the touchdown with 13 seconds left like the Gabe oh. Davis touch on the last one like we yeah. exploded we're like oh my god it's over we're gonna win and then just like obviously 13 seconds happen and then right. oh my god I've never um, ex- I never experienced so many emotions in like oh, a short time period yeah <laughs> um yeah so Bengals come to Buffalo uh, Bills are, I believe, four point favorites. I think is the current spread. Yeah, four or four and a half. I guess it probably depends yeah. on your book. Right. Um, I will not be at the game, even though it's on Sunday. Uh, just um, uh, I'm just I'm okay with it. I'm just uh, I need need you know need to be home in case anything happens. Something I think we talked about for the Patriots game and whatnot. It's unfortunate, um, but it's just what you got to do. That's what I got to do, and I'm okay with it. You know, I can sit in my chair and it might be nice and warm, not in some crazy weather conditions that I'm hearing that's going to happen that weekend. So, um, yeah, I will. Uh, I will take that as a dub. That, that's my. That's my opinion on everything. It's like I'm sure being at games are cool, and every mm-hmm. once in a while, like doing it once every like five years is fun. Right. But guess what? I'm at home. I'm warm. I'm eating whatever I want. I don't have to pay $8 for a beer. <laughs> that's a cheap beer. Yeah, tr- yeah tr- $8 was a long time. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. It's more like 12 now. Uh, oh, I'm like 15. 15? Oh, my God. I don't even know what it costs these days. Just... It, it, it's insane. Oh um, just imagine when the Bills get their new stadium. It's going to be $20 for a Bud Light. Oh, It'll be like a 64 ounce or something. You get yourself like a specialty cocktail. Oh, you want a corn dog, bitch? <laughs> it's gonna cost. <laughs> it's gonna cost you a kidney. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Bills are four. Point, I think four point favorites. Um, 
couple things that I you know, matchups to watch here. Uh, I kind of took what I had from the last time these this team played, and I think most of it still applies. Uh, I did reword it a little bit. Forgot to cl- cut a couple pieces out of it. I was wondering um, why the Bears' defense had anything to do with this. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean the, the two interceptions still applies. Yeah, because we had the, two interceptions. Because yeah. we had two interceptions against the Dolphins. Um, but and then the, in the fumble recover fumble uh, by Josh Allen. So you know Josh Allen's accuracy, uh, I think, is still not something that we have to question I don't think that the question as much as more or less what is Ken Dorsey telling Josh Allen to make the play call and then what is Josh Allen's decision making in that play call when it doesn't quite look right and he's trying to not take a 8 yard sack um I think that is one that I think, you know, it contributes to one of the biggest issues that the Bills had last week. Um, you know, the Dolphins got a lot of pressure on on Josh Allen and the Bills. I am not as concerned. I don't know why. I'm just not as concerned with the, with the Bengals getting to Josh Allen uh, as much. I don't think you have as many prime, you know, premier pass right. rushers. As, like, there's no Bradley Chubb. Right. On the, like, you have Hendrickson and you have Hubbard, but... But they're not Christian Wilkins and yeah. Bradley Chubb. And I don't I don't really know who they have. Do they still have DJ, DJ Reader up the middle? I think DJ Reader is still there. Yeah, I mean he can if he can blast by Mitch Moore. Like, that's the thing, though. Like the, you don't have to worry too much about up the middle. It's the edges that always give the Bills problems. Right. You're not going to have mm-hmm. to worry about Reader, who is right. like the guy that usually, like with teams with worse middle parts of their line, he's always coming up the middle disrupting the pocket. I don't right. see that being a huge issue in this mm-hmm. game for them. They just have to worry about you know Hubbard and Hendrickson, which. I don't. They're good. They're obviously like I know. I know their names, so obviously they're good. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like yeah, they're not. They're not Wilkins. They're not Chubb. They're not you know mm-hmm. guys like that. Right. So that will uh, definitely be something to keep an eye on. Um, the pass rush by the Bengals leads me to my second point: is this Bills run game needs to be more of a contributor because that is going to set the tone. For that Bengals pass rush, whether or not they're going to be peeling off the edges trying to get to Josh Allen, or if they're going to have to contain to make sure that James Cook or Devin Singletary is not blowing past them for, you know, 10, 12 yards, or even 6 to 8 yards, I would take at, at a chunk. It'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Um, Something that I'm hoping I am remembering correctly from the beginning of the Monday night game that the Bills-Bengals had was the Bills did look slightly more balanced in that first drive. There, It wasn't all pass. There was a couple of good, solid chunk runs. Um, you know, ultimately, they led to a field goal. But, you know, it, it did look a little bit more like a balanced offense. They took and down I the think, stats for that game. So. I can't go back and look. Oh, uh, well, 
That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what, I, what I'm remembering is correct then because no one can prove yeah, it. No wrong. one can tell you different. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Pull the game film? No, they might. Um, but the balanced offense and the Bengals injuries on the defense and the secondary is going to tell you how successful this run game is actually going to be. If the if the Bills can pick apart the secondary, that's going to open up the door for them to run the ball, chew the clock, control the game. And that is, I think, going to be a big factor against this, against this, this Bengals team. They The Bills have to control the clock. They have to control the time of possession. They just have to control the field position, too. And that can you know as much as you affect the defense to be able to okay that's your responsibility you gotta stop joe burrow the bills offense needs to do their part and just beat up on this defense and make sure they are continuing to score points because this Bengals offense didn't look great against the ravens but they can get hot and they can just continue to score points and it looked like it might have been that way against on the monday night game We'll never know what what really was going to happen that game, um, due to circumstances. But um, it's uh, you you never know what you're going to get um, with this Bengals offense. I, I am a little concerned with the Bengals offense. Uh, you know, stepping down to my third point here, that that the offensive line status is very questionable. Um, you know, Wild Collins out. Alex Kappa, out. Um, Jonathan Williams. I think Jonathan Williams is the name. Jonah Williams. Maybe it's Jonah Williams. Maybe it's Jonah uh, Williams. That sounds, that sounds like a name. Yeah. Uh, no, he went down the Ravens game and dislocated knee. Cap is uh, not something I don't think a lineman can really play through as opposed to like Patrick Mahomes playing through it. Dislocated when they, knee is when not going to be back something. Into place. Yeah, that's 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 going to hurt. Like that's that's going to be uh, a little tender. So yeah, Jonah Williams questionable currently. So is Alex Kappa's questionable. I don't know what their actual status is. I think he was. Currently. I think Kappa was week to week because he missed last week too. Um, but the Bengals only scored seventeen points against the Ravens, who. They walked all over the week before, week 18. So it's like, uh, what are we doing here? Um, I think that's a big testament to the Baltimore's defense, and I'm sure the Bills are going to look at that film and see what they need to adjust on their defense. Hopefully they don't adjust too much, because I thought the Bills' secondary looked really well with Kyrie Elam out there. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's going to be... It's it's gonna. I think I'm just hoping for a great game. I I, I don't want a Bills loss to be a blowout, but if the Bills are gonna win, and they're gonna blow them out, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. If it, and if it, I would take. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. Where like I just used. I feel like I don't know what to expect because I had that. We we've never really seen this matchup before, especially not like, in these circumstances. Right. Um, 
you know, other points here I had was the pass rush being able to pressure Joe Burrow. You know, you talked about the offensive line injuries uh, for the Bengals. And to me, that should be a good sign for Ed Oliver, Gregory Rousseau, uh, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham should all be able to, and Jack Lawson should all be able to, you know, to be able, they should be able to feast on this mm-hmm. a little bit here. And I think that if they can control, they can alter the Bengals' offensive game plan by being able to get to Joe Burrow. I think that's another step in the right direction for the Buffalo Bills to win this game. That's my, that's my big one. That's the one that I, I, that's the one I've been thinking about like all day. Right. Is the Bills pass rush getting to Joe Burrow. Like the, the, the Bengals offensive line slowly got better as the season went on. Cause obviously like the big talking point when the Bengals started their season, like Oh, and three or something was Mm -hmm. he was, he got sacked like 20 times in like four games. It was ridiculous. Um, but obviously it's gotten better. But now, like we talked about with the injuries and the Bills pass rush has stepped up a lot lately. It's obviously looking very good. I think yep. that's a huge exploit that, yeah, you can you can completely shift what the Bengals want to do in this game. Mm-hmm. And you can just should just be able to attack them. I'm talking like six plus sacks, like double digit pressures, Would all like kinds of QB hits. I want Joe Burrow to be hurting. I want him to do the presser from an ice bath. I think that, <laughs> I, I think that is very possible. Yeah. For this very young, talented core of pass rushers, and obviously get Matt Milano in there on a blitz or two. Yeah. He's obviously very good at killing quarterbacks. Let's yeah. Let's let's do it. I'm sure they'll use him and Edmonds on the occasional blitzes that they the rare blitzes that they like that that they seem to do. So. Mm-hmm. Because the Bills are not—they're not, they're not a, a blitz-heavy team. But when they do it, when they do it, look they out. They do it right. They right. Very good at it. So I—that's I, my big one that I'm looking for. Yeah. I—that's I, I, if they can't pressure him, mm-hmm. we're gonna have problems. And I'd ima- i would imagine that's mm-hmm. Zach Taylor's game plan this whole week is probably like this quick pass game. You know, right. some—you know—a lot of misdirection to slow down the pass rush. I'm not I'm not even talking like they actually have a good run game. I'm sure they mm-hmm. will try to use the run game, but that's going to be, you know, the Bills run game uh, defense has not been stellar not the, as of late. Not, it's the, not best. the best. So I'm yeah. sure that's already a plan that they're, you know, that's a direction they're already heading. But that's only one aspect of it. Misdirection mm-hmm. and quick passes, I'm sure, is going to be another heavy part of their game. Uh, I don't expect to see a lot of deep shots although the Bengals do like to take their deep shots because obviously they have chase and higgins all these are all guys that love going deep i don't know how successful they're going to be doing that um right just not not because of the secondary well obviously the secondary is very good um it's because of the pass rush so not going to give him three four five seconds to sit there and wait for routes to develop so yep yeah Uh, makes sense that's that's kind of that's kind of what i see and that's why I think the Bills will win this game. But mm-hmm. I do imagine this stays close. Yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be close. Um and if I had to you know, I, I kinda have two favorite bets here. Uh, I didn't write them down, but I just you know, I have been thinking about it a little bit. Uh I do like the Bills to cover the spread. Uh, I will take the take the four points there. Um and then I am a thousand percent sure that DeMar Hamlin will be on the field 
during introductions in the pregame, and that place is going to go nuts. Is that something I can actually put money on? <laughs> I don't think so. No, probably not. <laughs> I don't think you can. Uh, he wasn't at the Dolphins game. He he tweeted that he was going to stay home um, for that game. Still, re- obviously, still recovering from you know literally stop being a human from being yeah that takes a little Um, while to recover from to be fair it takes a little bit you know it's a little bit of a slow recovery um but i think because it's the Bengals, like this is going to it's going to be the ultimate hype that the bills can do to you know get that crowd pumped and just give them try to give them the extra edge Hopefully, not give them too much emotion, and they don't keep their heads on straight to play mm-hmm. the game. But um, I think this is—I think that's a, is a very, very good chance that that happens uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Demar Hamlin's uh, GoFundMe is up to—it's only fifty thousand dollars short of nine mil. Wow! I just sneezed. That—that that was bad. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, almost nine mil on his GoFundMe. That's crazy. That is that's wild. I, I kind of want to hear what he's going to do with it. I think he did. He already say he's going to spread the money around for other places. I think so. Yeah. Because I, I mean, nine almost nine million dollars just for <laughs> an, an original toy drive. Um, right. <laughs> I'd imagine he's probably going to spread that around a little bit. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Um, that's a lot of toys. Uh, yeah. So that's what we have to look forward to. When's that game? Is that that's the early game that on is Sunday? Sunday at three. Sunday at three, and we have 49ers Cowboys uh, Sunday night. Yep. We have Chiefs Jags as the early game on Saturday, I believe. Uh huh. And then that gives us Eagles Giants as the Saturday night game. Yeah. What's your upset pick? Which, like, because you obviously know you, not all the favorites are going to win. There's going to be an upset. Right. Which one is it? I I want to say Jags over Chiefs, but I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems um, I weirdly like Giants over Eagles. I'm in the same boat. Man, like, it just doesn't it just feel like the Giants are playing so well right now? Yeah, and like the it, Eagles, it really like Jalen Hurts was hurt, and then like he came back in Week 18 and like he played okay, played. and then they okay, had a week off. Stringers. Like it, it just right. seems like there's not like they don't have a lot of like this right now, you know? Right. Like they didn't finish. Like he was out for what like three weeks. Something, yeah. Like this offense hasn't played with Jalen Hurts like well in pretty much like what five weeks total now. Mm-hmm. Played one game together and they played like crap against against backups. Right. And now they have to go against a like streaking Giants team. Boy, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a violent environment in Philly. You know, oh, yeah. for the one seed they gotta go there. So that might give them the edge. But like something just tells me, man, like if there's gonna be an upset, I don't see the Cowboys beating the Niners in any degree. No, I don't think so. Um, I, the like the Bengals upsetting the Bills, like we obviously just talked about that for a bunch. Like, it could be a close game. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, Jacksonville would be fun. I just see. I I that, that's my blowout game. I think people are gonna have, like want to have fun right. with it and be like, oh yeah, Jacksonville the upset. No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like 
the right. Giants, just the way they've been playing lately. Yeah, I'm 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 on the Giants right now. Which if my if my parents listen to this podcast who are Eagles fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just giving my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe the Eagles win by fifty. That would be great. That's very possible. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just giving my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be a weekend full of uh, pretty fun football. Four games total. We are winding down this season very fast. Mm-hmm. We only got uh, four, five, six, seven, seven games left in this entire season. Yeah. Makes you makes you reflect a little bit. A little bit. Back when it was like week two or three, you're like, oh, it feels so fresh. So good to have football back. <laughs> and now it's almost gone. And now it's almost gone. <laughs> so sad. But as we all know, the XFL's coming up. Uh the USFL is coming around for a season yeah. to do. We got an entire off season of NFL action. It's gonna be it's still gonna be fun. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna make it through this together. <laughs> we can do this. Plus, golf's gonna be back too. So, that's, yeah, but we can go out there and play some golf. That that obviously helps. Yeah, uh, helps numb the pain. But uh, for this uh, episode nineteen of Fans of the Weast, thank you for listening on whatever podcasting platform you listened on, or if you watched over on YouTube at Durf and Dylan. We appreciate that. We have been your hosts, Durf and Dylan. Uh, go off season. Go Bills. <laughs>